There's a small percentage of people who you can move them with just logic alone, but everyone else you need to touch their emotion on some level to get them to do anything. Pretty exceptional. Work on your game. I like the approach. Work on your fucking game. Everybody has relates to what Dre's saying in a different way. Work on your game. I like the way he thinks. Work on your fucking game. I like the frameworks that he's put together. Work on your game. And I would highly recommend it to anybody that's trying to work on their game. Work on your fucking game. I think it's a good approach. It's a different approach, too. Hey, you, work on your game. Gave me something really good. Work on your game. Dreolday.com. And his philosophy makes a lot of sense. Not only work on your game, perfect your craft. Work on your game. He knows how to communicate in such a fabulous way. I can't say it enough. Work on your game. You're now tuned into the show where you learn the discipline to show up day after day to do the work, the confidence to put yourself out there boldly and authentically, and the mental toughness to continue showing up, doing the work, putting yourself out there, even when the success you've expected to achieve has yet to be achieved. And on top of all this, you get a huge dose of personal initiative. That is the go-getter energy that moves any one of us, including yourself, to go and make things happen instead of wait for things to happen. And then we put all this together into a series of frameworks, approaches, insights, strategies, and techniques on underneath the umbrella. One unifying philosophy is called work on your game. My name is Dre Baldwin, also known as Dre All Day, and welcome to the show. And today's topic is why you want to be emotional. But before we get into this, let me remind you two things. First of all, I send out a text every day called the Daily Motivation every week called the Monday Motivation. Guaranteed to have you focused, sharp, and on point. We got some tech issues going on with that right now, but they will be fixed. That's why I keep talking about this, even though we've had these ongoing tech issues. So text me right now so you're in my text community. And when we get it fixed, the messages will continue as usual. My number is 305-384-6894. Secondly, work on your game, University. That is the only place that I do any coaching. That's the only place where you can work with me directly. It's the only way that you can have me as your direct coach. Listen, you can be coached by me on anything you ever heard me talk about on this show because I understand these things at an expert level to where I help people like you create the outcomes that you want to create in your life and in your business. And I've been doing this for a while now. We got a track record, so you don't have to go take my word. You go to work on your game, university.com. See for yourself. You don't have to take my word on what I say. You can take the word of people who we have worked with, people we have helped, and people we have served, and who we continue to serve to this very day. Our four-part framework is based around mindset, strategy, systems, and accountability. Again, that is all at workonyourgameuniversity.com. With all that out the way, let's get into this topic here today, which again, why you want to be emotional. Now, many people, especially males, I hear this often with males. They talk about getting emotional or accuse a person of getting emotional as if it's a negative thing, as if you have done something wrong or you have taken a loss in a situation because your emotions have gotten engaged somehow, some way. Now, today I'm going to tell you how getting emotional is actually a good thing. Now, getting emotional, there's a wide range of how emotional a person can be. What I want to talk about here today is why engaging emotions is actually a good idea. And it's something I strongly recommend you do if you have big ambitions and large goals that you wish to reach. Now, again, the disclaimer to what I'm saying here today is getting emotional can mean a very wide range of things. So let's say there's a percentage of how much emotion is, how much of your emotions are engaged. It could be anywhere from one to 100%. So getting emotional could be 2%. It could be 99%. So take what I'm saying here to mean in a, of course, to be in a controlled way. So I'm not, I didn't put that in the title, why you want to be emotional in a controlled way, but you want to be emotional in a way that it, the emotions are not completely controlling you, but you are engaging them and using them. And once I get into these points, you'll understand what I mean when I say 
engaging and using your emotions at the same time, not allowing your emotions to completely run your life. Because we already talked about how you're in the emotional management business in an earlier episode of this show and how emotions are great gas pedals, but terrible steering wheels. Those points are still true. They still apply. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you want to turn your emotions completely off, because if you turn your emotions off, you're going to be missing out on some opportunities that I'm going to detail here today that are only available when your emotions are engaged. Point number one topic, once again, is why you want to be emotional. Number one, emotions are lighter fluid, jet fuel and the gas pedal to your desired outcomes, your desired outcomes. You can light them on fire. I mean, in a positive way, right, where they just get heated up and there's more energy going on. So light it on fire in a positive way jet fuel to push you forward and the gas pedal. Everybody knows what happens when you push the gas pedal in the car, right? The car moves forward as long as it's not in no emergency brake. They are the gas pedal to your desired outcomes. If you have big goals and big ambitions, you must know your emotional reasons for wanting to reach those ambitions and goals. If you have big goals and ambitions, you need to know your emotional reasons for wanting to reach those goals and ambitions. Now, the question is, why does someone need emotional reasons to reach their goals and ambitions? Why can't they just have logical reasons to reach their goals, Dre? Why do you need emotional reasons as well as logical reasons to reach their goals? I'm just applying the question that you should be asking, and I'm going to answer right now. The reason is because there will be times where your logical and rational plans are not working as smoothly or as simply as you expected them to work. Sometimes things just don't work as easily or as smoothly as you thought they would work. And you're going to have to do a little bit more to make them work than what you thought you would need to do. And your logical brain and your rationality will not be enough to push you over some humps that you're going to have to get over, to push you through some slow times that you're going to have to work through, to get you solving some problems that you have been previously unable to solve. Sometimes you're going to need to engage your emotions to move yourself forward because your logical thinking can't take you any further. You're going to need emotion for this. Logic and rationality are not always enough. Because if logic and rationality was all we needed, then again, all you would need is a library card. You could sit in a library all day and you would have all the ammunition you needed to reach all your goals. But instead, you got people at the movies, you got people watching TV, you got people watching comedy, you got people listening to music. Why? Because all of those things, people working out, know what all these things do? They get our emotions engaged in some way, shape or form, different ways for different people, different triggers for different individuals. But we need our emotions engaged because that's what makes us human. See, if all it took was just logic and rational thinking, then robots and artificial intelligence could outdo every single one of us because they don't make mistakes. They don't mess up. They don't take off days. They don't slip up. They don't forget things the way human beings do. But it's our ability to relate emotionally and our ability to touch others' emotions and our own emotions that is, excuse me, the last frontier between us and robots. Because if all it was logic and rationality, then humans would be phased out in a relatively short period of time. Okay, so you need emotion. And it doesn't mean that your logic and rationality can't work. And I'm extremely logical and I hope I am a rational person. But you need a little bit of extra oomph every now and then behind your plans in order to move them through the resistance. All right, sometimes you're going to face resistance in which you need an emotional reason more than you just need a logical reason. And that's where, again, the emotions come in. This is why emotions are a great gas pedal, terrible steering wheel. If all you do is turn the steering wheel on a car, you never press on the gas car may move, but it ain't going to go too far. And it's going to take a very long time to get there, right? You might even get pulled over for going too slow. Jim Rohn famously stated that many people come up short on their goals, not because they don't have the knowledge or resources or abilities, but because they simply don't have strong enough reasons to be successful. 
If you listen to some of your favorite motivational speakers out there, even some of the speeches that I give when I give professional speeches, they are on the motivational side. And when I say motivational, what I mean is they touch people at their emotional cores, not just their logical cores, because if all I gave them was logic, then it wouldn't move people to action. Logic is not enough often to move people to action. There's a small percentage of people who can be moved to action just by logic alone. And that's most of us don't fit that description. Even those of us who are very logical people, someone like myself, we still want some emotion to kind of trigger. It triggers our energy. It lights us up. It, again, pours gas in the tank. We need that. So your reasons to be successful are the gas pedal to your internal drive. People who are strongly driven usually have very strong emotional reasons for that drive, whether you know about the reasons or you don't. You might not know about them, but they have. So you think of some of your most known speakers who are known for motivating. Think about a Les Brown. Think about Tony Robbins. Think David Goggins. Think Eric Thomas. Think Jim Rohn. You think about these people and you listen to the stuff that they say in their speeches. Notice that most of the stuff that you remember from them has nothing to do with logic or rationality. Now, you may remember some of the things that they said, but the things that they said, you remember it because it triggered you and touched you in some way emotionally, not just logically. And often the thing you remember about those people are their stories and stories are not talking to the logical part of the human brain. Stories talk to the emotional part of the human brain. Because if someone tells you a story, you, if this story is told well, you can imagine yourself in their situation and you can understand maybe how you would have felt, or maybe they supply you by telling you how they felt and how that feeling you felt it somehow, some way in your life. So then you relate to them, even though it's a different story than what you went through, but you relate to the emotion and that's how it touches you. And that's how you stay connected to that person because they told you a story. They felt this way. Now you remember when you felt that way through something different. And now you're connected to that person because they have felt in a way that you felt. And that's how you connect with them. And it's one way that a good salesperson can get across to an audience by touching them emotionally. And remember that emotions move people to action more easily than logic. I told you all when I was looking to play pro basketball, yes, logically, I was a good player and I could dribble, I could shoot, I could jump high, I could do all the basketball stuff. That's all logic. Some of the strong drivers that I had, I wrote about this in my book, Work On Your Game. When I came home from college, my parents asked me a series of questions about my goals to be a pro basketball player. And I didn't really have any real plan on how I was going to make it happen. And they basically held a mirror up to me and in my circumstance. And they were right. They were right in holding the mirror up because it just showed me that I didn't really have a real strategy for making it happen, which I did. And that moment, it put me to an emotional peak to where I told myself I was not going to let the situation defeat me. And that energy, that emotional energy got combined with my logical ability and my thinking and my reasoning. And that drove me over the next year plus before I got my first chance to play professional basketball. And it continued to drive me after that. And I would say it could still drive me today. If I wanted to get myself in that state or think about it deeply, I can get myself in that state right now if I wanted to. And also when I was in college, the last coach that I played for, I ended up not in the program anymore because I butt heads with that coach. And my emotional drive to want to make sure that that coach's decision did not end my career, that didn't become the last statement of my basketball career, meant I had to get to the next level. So I was able to combine these situations as emotional fuel to go with my logical and rational ideas to go and make it happen. So even for, again, a person like me who is an extremely logical individual, when I say extremely logical, I don't mean logical like I'm smarter than other people. I mean, if you have 100% of a pie and what some percentage is logic and some percentage is emotion, I'm like 90% logic. Even someone like me, that 10%, I still need that 10% of emotion to go with logic. And you need it as well, no matter what your breakdown is. Introducing AG1, newest sponsor of Work On Your Game, the all-in-one daily supplement that takes your health and well-being to new 
heights. Now, you know me as a pro athlete. I'm very meticulous about what I put in my body. I still perform every day as an athlete. I got to make sure I'm putting good stuff in me. So AG1 has a powerful blend of 75 essential vitamins, minerals, and whole food sourced ingredients. And it is designed to provide comprehensive support for your body and your mind. So imagine having a personal army of health experts working tirelessly to optimize your well-being. That is what AG1 is. It's a synergistic combination of prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more, which means what? It means there's a bunch of stuff all working in harmony to fuel your body with the nutrients it craves. So say goodbye to the hassle of taking multiple supplements, get rid of that medicine cabinet that you have in your kitchen right now with all those pills, and embrace the simplicity of AG1, which is literally one scoop of this stuff with eight ounces of water in a shaker bottle that they provide, and that's all you need every day. But that's not all. There's more. When you try AG1 today, you'll receive a fantastic offer. Here it is. You're going to get a free one-year supply of vitamin D, which is a vitamin nutrient, vital nutrient, for strong immune system and strong bones, along with five free AG1 travel packs with your first shipment. This means you'll have everything you need to take AG1 on the go and never miss a beat in your health routine. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash work on your game. That's drinkag1.com slash work on your game. Check it out and let's unlock the power of AG1 for a healthier, happier you. Point number two. Today's topic, once again, is why you want to be emotional. Number two, learn to identify, accept, and channel your emotions in the direction in which you want them to go. So this is what I just touched on at the end of point number one. So once you identify your emotions, because remember, we're in the emotional management business. So you can't let your emotions just run amok and dominate you because, again, they'll run you into a wall. That's for anybody. You want to identify your emotions when you have an emotion, accept the fact that there is an emotion there, recognize it, and then you want to channel that emotion in the direction in which you want it to go. All right, this is your next step. Once you understand its value, now you got to learn how to use it. So once you are clear what your emotional reasons are for anything and your triggers for kind of locking into that emotion and wanting to be successful, then you got to learn how to control and direct your emotions based on how you want to use them and also how you don't want to use them or you don't want them to use you. All right, so you got to learn how to control your emotion. So it's not just about having it and just letting it go crazy because I just told you. Great gas pedals, terrible steering wheels. Any of you have ever been in a car and your foot was stuck on the gas pedal and you couldn't get it off? I doubt any of you have been in that situation because if you did, you'd probably be dead right now because the car would have just kept accelerating and you couldn't stop it. You would have crashed into something and it'd be over. So none of us wants to get in that situation. This is why you got to learn how to take your foot off the gas. You got to learn how to use the brakes and not always press on the gas. All right. So you understand how this analogy makes sense. Emotions, again, great gas pedals, but they are terrible steering wheels. And when you're driving in a car, you need to press on the gas to make the car move, but you don't just slam on the gas the entire time that you're driving because, again, you'll end up dead and you'll probably kill some other people in the process. So you have to control the gas pedal. All right? You don't just slam on it just because it's there. You control it. And it's the same thing when it comes to your emotions. So in any type of high stakes situation, such as in business or playing a sport, you need an emotional drive to give you the energy. However, you cannot allow the emotions to just take over and control you because the emotions will disturb. They'll disrupt your steadiness. They'll disturb your thinking. They can cause you to spiral out of control behaviorally. So you think of something like basketball which is a sport that I play. Yes, you can use emotion to get yourself you know, locked in and focused and ready to go for the game, whether you want to be angry, whether you want to be cool and steady, whether you want to 
get your tap into your killer mindset, whatever you want to call it. Different people have different ways of languaging it and different things that work for them. But if you get too emotional in a game of basketball, it's hard to dribble. It's hard to shoot because shooting is like a fine motor skill. And if you're too emotional, those fine motor skills kind of go out the window. Dribbling is a fine motor skill. Passing. These are fine motor skills. So you can't just be out there all emotional because you can't just go running around crazy in basketball because you need a combination of like power and fine muscle movements. And you can't just be all angry shooting a three pointer ball, probably not going to go in the basket. All right. So you have to learn how to channel the energy. Whereas in another sport, let's say something like football, emotion can help. If you're a defensive player in football. You don't really need to think too hard. You can just be all emotional and just try to hit people as hard as you can because that works for football. If you're on offense on football, however, you probably can't do it that way. Maybe a running back, but other positions, probably not. Not even an offensive lineman, definitely not a quarterback. You think of a sport like boxing, you might think, or any kind of combat sport. It may look from the outside in that it's just emotion. Just get angry and just go out there and just start swinging. But if you go up against someone who actually knows how to fight and you're all emotional, they're going to bait you and they're going to use your emotion against you and probably knock you out. So it's not even in that. That is not the deal either because... If that's all it took, then they would just take some random guy off the street and he'd just be beating up professional fighters. And not to say that they couldn't, but most of the time it doesn't work that way because you need some thought, you need some logic that goes into it as well. So again, remember that emotions are a tool, folks. Remember, they are a gas pedal. The gas pedal is a tool. You can't go through the whole world, just whole life rather, just slammed on the gas. You're going to die. Okay. They are terrible steering wheels. Use emotions the way they should be used, which is not everywhere and not all the time. Again, they are a tool. They are not the mechanic. If you can follow that metaphor, everybody get what I'm saying here? A mechanic controls the tools. The tools don't control the mechanic. You are the mechanic. The emotion is the tool. You use it when you need it. And when you don't need it, you put it back on the shelf. You know, those days in your life when you don't really feel like being at work, you don't really feel like doing the job that you're required to do, but you have to do it anyway. Yeah, those days. We call those days the third day. Everyone has them no matter what it is that you do. And you need to, if you're going to be a professional, have a system for getting through those days because they're going to happen. I wrote a book called The Third Day, the decision that separates the pros from the amateurs that systematically and strategically coaches you on how to get through those days so you can give your best effort when you least feel like it. I will give you a free copy of the book. Again, it's called The Third Day. All you have to do is cover the shipping and go to thirddaybook.com. Again, that's thirddaybook.com. Get a free copy of that book. How to separate yourself, the pro, from the amateurs by showing up and giving your best effort when you least feel like it. Just go to thirddaybook.com. Point number three. Topic once again today is why you want to be emotional. Number three. If you want to engage and influence other people to action, you must learn how to touch their emotions, not just their logic. As I said, there's a small percentage of people who you can move them with just logic alone, but everyone else, you need to touch their emotion on some level to get them to do anything. Because most people, Everyone listening to this right now, including myself, we have some things logically we know that we need to do, but we're not doing it. Why? Because we haven't found an emotional trigger that will move us to actually do something as opposed to allowing the status quo to remain the status quo. That's the law of inertia. It's easier to stay in one position and the way that it is, whether it's moving or not moving, than it is to change the situation. This is inertia. To break your inertia, you need energy. And emotion is energy. Energy is 85% of the job in life. Energy is one of our five forms of investment, along with time money, attention, and focus. You need energy. If all it took was to move people to action was logic, there would be a long line, again, outside the library instead of outside the movie theater. Notice that logic is not one of the five forms of investment. Energy is. Logic is not. Doesn't mean don't have logic, but it's not one of the five forms of investment. People like me, if all it took was logic 
to move people to action, then people with podcasts would be more popular than musical artists. But the reason that music is more popular than a podcast is because music touches your emotions in a way that a podcast does not. Not to say the podcast can't touch your emotions, but the rhythm and the beat and the melody of music touches humans emotionally in ways that just the spoken word cannot. Now, again, there are some spoken word artists who are great at touching your emotions, but you get what I'm saying here. And this is not the way the world works, that just the speaking, just the words, just the logic is enough to move someone to do something. You got to get them emotionally. People are engaged and influenced when their emotions are touched, not when their logic is touched. Again, most of the time, there are some exceptions. As a matter of fact, I will say that most people do very little logical thinking most of their lives. Most thinking that most people do is not super logical. And even when people do think of things logically, they usually don't do anything about what they just thought about when all their thought is just logical. So I know when I'm being logical, I'm only reaching a small percentage of the population or I'm only reaching a small percentage of you and who you are. And even when I'm trying to reach other people, I got to limit how much logic I give them. Thus, I may lest I go over the 24 hour limit of logic. Some people just can only take but so much logic before it's like, all right, it's enough. I need something else. In the sales world, you often hear that facts tell and emotions sell. If you've ever been in sales, you probably have heard someone say that before and you should remember it because it's true. It's a cliche because it's based in uh, reality. It's based in truth. Best way to get anyone to do anything is to trigger them emotionally. Don't worry about logic. You don't have to use logic at all for some people to move them to action. And there are a small percentage of people, again, logic will work, but everyone is triggered through emotion. Now, there are some people who you can trigger through logic. You can trigger any human being through emotion, but it depends on what emotion and you got to touch them in the right place at the right time. And some people you have to work harder than others to trigger them on emotion. So don't think the emotion that worked on person A is going to work on everybody else. Your job is to figure out what that level is for others. You got to figure out how to do it consistently. And if you want to influence and persuade people, you must figure out how do I reach these people emotionally? You're going to be in the sales world and understand everybody in the world is in sales. You better learn how to trigger people emotionally. All right. This is an absolute when it comes to selling. And when it comes to triggering people emotionally in sales, there are certain sales triggers, things such as to gain praise, to be praised by other people is an emotional feeling. People praise you or you stand in front of an audience, get a standing ovation that triggers an emotion. If you want to avoid pain or if you have some pain going on in your life and that pain was completely alleviated, would you feel emotionally better? Of course you will. Let's say your pain is you don't have any money, but now you start making some money. Now you got money to take care of all your needs. Would that emotionally make you feel a whole lot better? Of course it would. Those are forms of triggering people's emotions. So you want to think of this three dimensionally is not just anger, sadness, happiness. Yes. But what leads to that? What can lead to happiness? Like you made an extra $10,000 in the next 24 hours. Would that make you happy? Yes. That's an emotion. All right. So understand this is how logic and emotion work together. They are not independent. They are not mutually exclusive. They work together. You just need to figure out how can my logical points trigger someone emotionally. And then you got to tell them, you got to explain it to them. Don't leave it for them to kind of read in between the lines of that. So with all that said, let's recap today's class, which is why you want to be emotional. And again, you hear many males these days, especially talking about someone getting emotional as if they're doing something wrong, as if it's a bad idea to get emotional. Getting emotional is actually a good thing. And here I'm telling you why. Number one, emotions are the lighter fluid, jet fuel, and gas pedal to your desired outcomes. If you have big goals and ambitions, you have to have emotional reasons for doing it because that will push you through the times when your logic and reason aren't enough. Number two, learn to identify, accept, and channel your emotions in a direction in which you want them to go. So you got to control your emotions. I told you, you're in the emotional management business. You have to manage emotions. You're not suppressing your emotions. You're managing your emotions and understand that emotions are a tool. You are the mechanic. You use tools. You don't just 
let the tool use you, you use the tool. So you got to control the tool, put it on the shelf when you need it, take it off when you don't, or grab it off the shelf when you need it, put it on the shelf when you don't. And number three, if you want to engage and influence people to action, you must learn how to touch their emotions, not just their logic. Every human on the planet can be moved to action through emotion. There are a handful, a small percentage of people you can move with logic, but everybody can be moved with emotion. And if all it took was logic to move people to action, then again, there'd be a long line at the library instead of a long line at the movies. People are at the movies because the movies are emotional. The library is logical. Not to say that the library is not valuable. It is. Remember the opportunities and the opposites, but you need a mix of both. They work together. You think of the logical things that would make sense for another person if you want to influence another person and ask yourself, how can this logical thing make sense for them emotionally? And if you can translate it into that language, you're much more likely to have it work and produce a result for you than if you just give them the logical point, because most people will agree with your logic if your logic is sound, but doesn't mean you're going to do anything. And if you want people to do stuff, that's what influence and persuasion means, then you got to give them a reason to do something. And usually emotion will give people a reason much more than logic with them a reason. That out the way, folks. Make sure you text me so you're in my text community. Numbers down below in the description. And work on your game, university.com. You want to learn how to move people to action. You want to sell more. You want to persuade. You want to influence. You want to make more money in your business. That would probably make you a lot happier and remove whatever pain you got going on right now in your life. Come to work on your game, university.com. And I will show you how we do this. I will work with you directly. You can be, you can have me as your direct coach. Again, that's at work on your game, university.com. Work on your game. Dre all day. While you are here, don't forget to text me so you can be part of my texting community where you can ask me questions. You can share challenges with me. You are messaging me directly. You can get a direct response from me because I do read and reply to my messages. My number again, 305-384-6894. One more time, 305-384-6894. Make sure you text me because you never know when I'm going to send a message that could be the one thing you need to hear, the one thing you need to do, the one insight you need to get that could change your life. Make sure you message me 305-384-6894. People often ask me, Dre, is there any way that I could work with you directly? Is there any way that I could talk to you on a regular basis? Just ask you questions, share with you what I'm doing and just get your feedback and your insight on where I'm going personally and professionally. The answer is yes. And the further answer is there's only one place to do that. That is work on your game university. That's the only place I do any coaching. It's the only place I work with anyone directly. All you have to do to get involved in the university is go to work on your game There you'll see all your options, whether you want to schedule a call with us, join one of our group programs, and we go from there. I'll see you inside. Again, that's work on your game university.com.